0: La fondule le fait tic-tac-tic-tic, les oiseaux du lac pic-pac-pic-pic, glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons. et la jolie cloche ding-ding-don, mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit
1: boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Be friends and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connections with moi, Véronique Glendieu, and
0: with moi, Tom Dixon.
1: Bonsoir, Tom. So, what a weekend it's going to be.
0: Oh, Oh, it's so exciting. Last weekend or next weekend? Which is your favourite?
1: Oh, well, I think we'll have to forget about last weekend. I think the French had an off day. Or maybe, or maybe the Italians have ramped up so much, you know, they are a force to be begun with. And I've seen a few posts on Twitter saying that maybe Wales is likely to end up number six.
0: Oh, dear. Don't don't tell Mike Pierce, my predecessor. Of <laughs> I wasn't very happy last time. But of course, last time it was Ange Capiozzo who did Wales badly. And he was busy this weekend as well. This Toulouse youngster of Italian grandparents, I believe.
1: Yes, uh, yes, because actually, you know, he's French. He lives. He lives in Grenoble. His parents have a pizzeria, I think. And obviously, he's got Italian origin. He used to play for Grenoble, which is in Pro D two, and I think he used to play as well for under the twenty. But it was was never picked up by the French team. But uh, you approach the Italian team once, and they say, "Yeah, come and yeah, come and play with us <laughs> for us." <laughs> it, and it's fantastic, but he-
0: he was brought up in Grenoble, but he doesn't live there. He plays his rugby, his club rugby now for Toulouse. So he lives about ten miles that way.
1: Yes, um, of course. Yeah, he's one of your neighbour.
0: I know. He's is, is one of my neighbours, and he would be one of my friends, but you can't see him because he's too small. There's, there's nothing to him. <laughs>
1: you know, It's a brilliant scrum half. Again, he's not the best scrum half in the world. Uh, the one that's quite agile and, and short as well. I mean, short <laughs> in rugby size because he's probably, what, five foot eight, something like that. Maybe, maybe less. I don't know. But yes, what a game for Italy. And I do have to apologize to everybody who listened to me. And also, <laughs> you know, you, you heard me on Radio 5 and on BBC World Service. Last on, on last weekend, I did mention I felt that it would have been a warm-up game, but but I said that I did say, but watch this space because they won against else last year. They won against Australia, you know. So mm-hmm. have they turned a corner? It looks like they have.
0: I think they have. Uh, it was a very enjoyable game. I know that it wasn't as as clear a win as you'd have liked, but and France. Possibly dodged a bullet, a few kicks going in different directions, and it could have been very different and different play at the end. But it was a very enjoyable game. What was astonishing was 18 penalties France coughed up.
1: Absolutely and- horrendous never happened before what an ugly 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 game in terms of penalty I believe that Sean Edwards as well you know wrote to <laughs> to the uh, to Matthew Carles saying you know I do apologize for for the way the French play because never seen it I think olivon uh, got three Marchands got a few as well yeah it was
0: quite penalties is the most the French team have given away since 2003.
1: So oh my goodness. 20 years
0: ago. And the most penalties they've been given away in previous games, when you look at the score, obviously, this is 18 is the most penalties given away and it's against Italy. Number two and number three are against Italy and against Italy. Oh, wow. So there is something in that Roman team that manages to make the French Grattage and the Jackling fall the wrong side of the referee's whistle.
1: Yes. So, and uh, the 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 bleu only won just I mean saved by my friend uh, Mathieu Jalibert. My goodness, he saved the day.
0: Indeed, indeed, and and bizarrely, France ended up getting a bonus point win. So that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's a, it is a bit strange, but onwards to the next game.
1: Definitely, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, what an opponent to have now second weekend.
0: Yes, oh, it was a fantastic weekend, and the Racing ninety-two uh, scrum half Finn Russell did for England, and the and Dan Bigger of Toulon didn't do very well for Wales. But and now this weekend is almost upon us, and how exciting is that, Veronique?
1: Yes actually yeah just in a few days' time you know we will we will have we'll have the chance to watch Ireland against France and last time France won against against Ireland was of course yeah it was last year and the year before that's how
0: the, but... that's how you get a grand slam is by beating all the other sides
1: so. <laughs> I know that and I just mentioned it's just had a blown moment there <laughs> but obviously what i meant was last time that Ireland won was in 2019
0: Oh wow! So, oh yes, indeed, there's a a string of defeats to avenge, and this time they are at home. There are no, there've there been empty stadiums over the COVID years, so so they've really got the advantage on Saturday.
1: They have. They uh, have got everything
0: in their favour. But Veronique, it's actually quite rare. Now, I haven't got the stats, but it's quite rare. But it's going to be a real honour to be watching the number one team in the world play the number two team in the world. And if France beat Ireland, they become the number one team in the world. And if France draw with Ireland, they become the number one team in the world because an away draw still gives them the world ranking points to to overtake them. So, So there's everything to play for. And it's a really big game, a really big day. It's going to be a nice sunny day in the south of France, so I shall be well, can you guess where I shall be on Saturday afternoon?
1: Yes, of course, at the Brennan, you know, <laughs> having a burger and a beer, I suppose. And, oh, uh, yes. Oh,
0: I think it might be a bit more than a burger this time. <laughs> it, it may be a full Cape de Boeuf experience. Um, oh,
1: I see. Yeah, but... you're, going, you're going large. Yeah, I'm here at the press conference earlier and uh, the team remains unchanged.
0: Fantastic. the The Irish team is not without injury, is it? They're missing Tige Furlong and Jameson Godley Park, so the scrum is a is a lot weaker than they would like, and that's going to be very interesting. But. We'll see. The the French Scrum didn't come out of last weekend very well, but this is such a different game. This is the game that would have been in their diaries for years. It's the highlight of the year for which they've been preparing, and therefore the French film last weekend, I think, can't be seen as much of an indicator of what's going to happen this coming weekend, don't you think?
1: Yeah, and I think they're mentally, psychologically, I think the French uh, have learned from the lessons. And yeah, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping anyway that we'll see a different uh, French team. I bet that Sean Edwards probably had a few words with them, <laughs> as well as as Fabien Gattier and the rest of the staff. But yeah, I mean, well done, well done to them. Yeah, but uh, so, yes, yeah, so they're already in Dublin, they arrived this morning. Oh, and yes, they, they train actually with the Italian team, actually, <laughs> which is a bit surprising. I read that in in the equipe, you know, in Cap Breton.
0: Uh, I, I I would love to go there one year. But this would have been a good year to go, but you need yes. everything to line up in a row to be able to do it.
1: And the Aviva Stadium is a magnificent, you know, ground. It's yeah. right in the center of Dublin. Absolutely amazing, great atmosphere. I think Asu Saracen won them. <laughs> a few times, but absolutely uh, amazing. And yes, you're absolutely right. The 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 Irish, the 16 men, will be there to support the team. And one thing, do you know? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know how many Leicester players are Leicester, Leinster player? I beg your pardon. Are playing for in the Irish team?
0: I suspect more than. Th- the number of Toulouse players in the French team for once. Toulouse, I think there are eight players in the in the team for this. I suspect Leinster might be ten out of fifteen, but I don't know. I'm
1: guessing nine. They've got nine. nine. So basically, yeah, you're playing against this. You know, it's like <laughs> Leinster against Toulouse. How interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> it would be a, 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 such an important game and they have to be very scared of of the of the irish you know, they were extremely clinical you know last week they started really high very fast, a bit like the French team, you know, because Flamand scored his first try after after four minutes, and then it was Ramos after thirteen minutes, and then it was Dumouriez after twenty two minutes, and then <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs>
0: went Yeah, Thibaut Flamand. It was lovely to see him score a try. Only six years ago, he was playing for Loughborough Fifths in the English Midlands. And so to be out there scoring tries is fantastic. It's also quite nice that the French team this weekend, the, the ones that didn't fire, it's, it's invidious to pick two in particular, but it's quite disappointed that although oh, the Italians made it difficult for Cyril Bay and for Greg Aldrich to do as well as they normally do.
1: Yeah, what happened? Well, you think? Well, what
0: happened, happened. I, I don't know, and listening to them, I'm not much the wiser. But the point is, the lesser players, if you can call Thibaut Flamand, or the new guys, had a bit Like of Dumortier,
1: a show. it was, you know, it was... Yeah, uh, Dumortier uh, on uh, the
0: wing. Uh, a
1: baptism of fire, a debutant for Dumortier with an 7 player as well.
0: Yes, another vote for the 7s, which I can talk about if you want, because it's coming to Toulouse soon. But yeah, so for Dumortier, Flamand newcomers to do well is great because we all know that for a big match next weekend, Cyril Bayer and Gregory Aldrich will bounce back and they'll be fantastic. So to give it a bit of an encouragement to the new guys is overall a bit useful.
1: But you That's know on the, Yeah, on on the bench of the f- Finisseurs. we don't call them subs anymore. We call them <laughs> les finisseurs. I think it was Eddie John who started with that terminology. And, and that's true, actually. It says what yeah. he, they do, what they, they say on the tin. It will be reinforced by Francois Cross, who has got massive experience, and Baptiste Couillou.
0: Yes. And Sekou Makalu was very good coming on as a finisseur last week. And we all know what Mathieu Jalibert can do as well.
1: Yes, but if there was one player that really stole the show, I thought it was uh, Anthony Jolange. Yes, Yeah, Gael Ficou did well as well.
0: Yeah. So so we've got everything to look forward to next weekend. France are not the favourites because of their home advantage. Is number one in the world against number two in the world, as I mentioned. But before Ireland were number one, it was France that was number one for about a week. And Ireland have done magnificently beating the All Blacks on their ground, but the reason France aren't number one is because they played fewer games in the I think, last year's Autumn Internationals. One could argue. Mm. So, very close and a real treat for everyone.
1: Fair. So, what time is the game?
0: It's 15.15 15 French time, which means for a late lunch, so mm. 2.15 English time.
1: Yes, if as, as you can watch a game, I think is is that one. That's that's probably that would be the highlight of the Six Nation Well, I hope from a game point of view, and also you know, I mean there's so much at stake for the French team after they got spanked by the Italian team and they were so close to lose, you yeah. know. And I was saying in the morning to Radio Five live, I think I forgot his name. Was saying you know that would be a shock if they win, but no, I wasn't. I was just saying that as. a Bit of a joke, but no, it nearly it nearly happens. Such as you know, never ever underestimate your opponents because you never know.
0: Fully respect them, indeed. It's possible that England against France will be quite a good game as well on the eleventh yes. of March. Uh, yes,
1: of course, I crunch.
0: Think England against Ireland is is huge important because it's a world one and two but England against France is for our listeners not all of whom will be English but large proportion are certainly that's an exciting one
1: yeah I think you meant France against Ireland not England against Ireland
0: oh, right. yeah. France against Ireland is the biggest match of the year and England against France is the second biggest match of the year
1: exactly exactly I think uh, so as well <laughs> so yeah let's keep our finger crossed so what could be the score what do you think
0: uh-huh. Uh, I, oh, gosh. No, 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 there's no point saying we have to be optimistic, but if France win, it's not going to be by 14 points. It's more likely to be five points.
1: It could um, be two or three points, something like that. Yes. How's it going to
0: play? Do you think it's going to be boring and defensive to start with, with both teams trying to feel the others out to see whether. Uh,
1: from the Irish side, yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: It's uh, the first few scrums will be critical because missing tight furlong, yeah, it's it's wrong to assume that that's going to make much of a difference. But if the French start getting the upper hands in the scrums, then that makes it very exciting and frees up the back rows, which is what we want to do. Uh, the The Irish centres have been majestic, Gary Ringrose and McCluskey, mm-hmm. and sometimes the French centres don't seem to fire as well as they should. so... So it could be won and lost all over the field, Ernie.
1: Yeah, but you know, we lost to Jonathan Dante, which was very much, very, very strong. Yes. A great support, you know, for, for the team. So, yeah, there are some players that were extremely efficient in the team that are not there. But if you look at the at the criteria, yeah, the range of the French players in that team, I mean, I can't, I can't really complain. No, no. Yes. So, which are the other teams, the other the other games, or this weekend? The
0: other games in the Six Nations. We have Scotland against Wales on Saturday evening. It'll
1: um, be interesting. It um, interesting. Seventeen forty-five.
0: Mm. Scotland against Wales. That's going to be a bit of a grudge match. I yes. I assume Scotland will will edge it, having beaten England a third time in succession. Um,
1: exactly. Only just, but you know, no, well done to We'll you.
0: see. And England versus Italy on Sunday is a must-watch for me and possibly for our audience as well. That's by no means in the bag, is it? That's a 50-50 <laughs> match.
1: If the team number two, les Bleus, have nearly lost the game, watch, watch out, watch the space, les les Anglais. You know, it's not beans and haven't been cooked yet. But we can't really go for jolly anymore to start Olympico and trash the Italians like all the team did. But I'm really pleased because there was a time I remember last year we were saying, "Oh gosh, you know, oh here we go." They lost 36 games in a row, the team. So I'm really pleased that they have improved. Obviously, I'm pleased that France France won. Last week Relieved I would say Extremely relieved But yeah It was It was very very close
0: It's lovely to see How Italy has grown up To become a serious contender Mm -hmm. Because in recent years We've been talking about Their under 18s Their under 20s Beating England frequently And coming up And then Some of their teams Started playing Beyond expectations And now Some of their superstars Are coming through So it's really nice To see the competition heat up for the good of rugby. I know I say that in full knowledge that Italy might beat England next week.
1: Yes Uh, yeah absolutely but the French are definitely raring to go and you I don't know whether you've heard you've listened to Fabian's speech during the press conference but it was very philosophical. I think he reads a lot you know during his spare time and he always come up he's quite he's very good with words.
0: He's very cerebral he's good at expressing himself and communicating simple ideas is and he was a great player
1: he was indeed extremely passionate and like uh, Serge Betten once you know this man is is so passionate he probably dreams about rugby as well (laughs) (laughs) you know but anyhow so allez les bleus bonne chance
0: Indeed, indeed
1: So while the Six Nations Games are taking place, Top 14 is having a weekend off.
0: Well, that last weekend was an amazing weekend of rugby. And I apologize if I gave the impression in previous podcasts that with all the internationals away, all the games would be a bit dull. I, I didn't say that in last week's podcast because we noted that many of the games were neighbor against neighbor in the table. And that few of them could be very close indeed. And boy, that turned out to be the case. It's actually a really exciting weekend of rugby for most of the games. Some, like Stade Français against Bordeaux, were as dull as dishwater. But but the one I I, I watched was Breve against Perpignan. Usat, a classic bottom of the table clash, where they're hanging on for their existence, and it was the most exciting game you could imagine. It ended up 22-24. It's a brilliant, well-fought match. Now they're equal on points, 26 points. So they may both go down. They're not out of it, but neither are condemned. So try in the 74th minute, gave Perpignan the winning lead. So you can imagine what the crowds were like doing that. They had been 19-10 down, bottom of the league table. They were 19-10 down, and they came back to win 24-22. So well done for USAP. It makes the bottom of the table really exciting, arguably mm-hmm. more exciting than the top, don't you think?
1: But very sad for Brieve, Very much a heartbreak because USAP, you know, scored that try in the last, in the last few minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, but great for the crowd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the crowd, if you are Perpignan uh, supporter, uh, not so much for Brive uh, player. But I'm sure that Brieve will uh, be ramping up. You know, it's not the end. It's
0: not the end yet. Let, let's run through the other, the other top 14 games. Brie versus Perpignan was a great game 22 24, edged at the last. Can you believe Clermont 41, Castres 26? As a bonus offensive, I think we saw Castres continuing their slump. But there you go. Well done, Clermont.
1: You know, our friend Christophe Loyos must be happier. Obviously, something must have happened. He probably had a few words as well. Oh. Yes.
0: I'm sure he enjoyed a few bottles of the wine he makes. <laughs> finally, he gets a good win in the bag. Mm. The, the next one was a surprise. La Rochelle's 16, Lyon 20. It's La Rochelle, another home defeat. So they got the bonus defensive. Obviously, they were looking forward to the holiday, a few people away, but you wouldn't really have expected that, but that was another close game. The next close game, a two-pointer, is Montpellier lost at home to Toulon, 18-20. You wouldn't really have expected that. And it is putting Montpellier right down into the middle of the table, which for the reigning champions isn't, isn't very impressive.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. But
0: the next game is my favourite result. Poe, little Poe, who were 12th in the table, almost in the relegation zone, beat Racing 92. Not only beat them, it's 38-19. Six tries to three. <laughs> it's amazing. Poe, pull these wins out of the bag. They beat Toulouse, if you remember, at the beginning of the season. Yes. Uh, and they're only six points ahead of grieven Perpignan at the bottom of the table. So they knock off the, the bigwigs with remarkable ease, but they struggle with playing playing their peers. Their scrum half... Thibaut Dobag now was the magician. He kept it fast and snaking through the defence. Racing 92 weren't at full strength. Obviously, their internationals were gone. Mm-hmm. But it was a great, fun match. And you can imagine the, what the stadium was like. And it keeps Poe above the fight. So well done, Poe. Do you have to mention toulouse Bayonne? Because I was there. Yes. Toulouse won 21-16, which mm-hmm. was close. I said yes. it would be close. I feared mm-hmm. it could even go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. This podcast Bayonne is a friend of the podcast. They're doing really well. They were winning for 25 minutes. Toulouse had borrowed back a player they'd lent to Colomier, who scored his first penalty and then missed four kicks in a row. So the poor beginner. But his Arthur Arthur Bonneval's brother, actually, Max Aurillac. Um mm-hmm. but we won, we pulled it out. The names on the c- score sheet you'll recognise there's Jack Willis. And to say, so oh, yes. uh, is is the impact players uh, in the scrum mm-hmm.
1: make the difference?
0: So, well L- done, like Toulouse. we said,
1: like we said last time, you know, the mammoths or the tanks will help, you know, Toulouse <laughs> like, like <laughs> win win the game. <laughs> send send <laughs> <them> the tanks. <laughs> uh, sure. And the ranking, the ranking now is Toulouse is still at the top with fifty-eight pints, fifty-eight pints, fifty-eight. <laughs> points sorry (laughs) followed by Stade Francais 50 points Lyon 44 points La Rochelle with 44 and then very close one point behind is La Racing 92 number five number six is Bayonne, like you were saying 41 really good for a small club in the southwest of France considering they
0: just lost the game
1: Uh, yes And then you've got the, the big ones. You know, we still have a Bordeaux bag, not playing too great. Number seven, number eight, Montpellier, who's been suffering a series of defeats lately. Toulon, number nine. Clermont, uh, 10. Castres, 11. Paul, 12. Brive, 13. And then 14, Perpignan.
0: Indeed, indeed. So no top 14 games this weekend. Uh, there are some the following weekend that we'll cover next week, but they're without internationals. We have got Pro D 2 this weekend mm. Tempted to go because Colomier are playing Béziers Which okay. will be a good match for position And Colomier are doing well at the moment They're starting to contest at the top But uh-huh. the big match is Oyonnax against Biarritz
1: Oh yes, so, of course Oyonnax is doing really, really well, I believe Yes,
0: they're way clear at the top. Mm-hmm. So, so that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. But briefly, to mention the other rugby code, in Toulouse Olympique taking over the Stade Niz Valon to play Newcastle this Saturday night. So I may go there after. uh, after my time at Trevor Brennan's pub. And during the season, we're going to have an honest-along visit from Featherstone, Halifax, York, Batley and Barrow, the the kings of rugby league. Aha, up north, the northerners. The the northerners. And also soon we've got the rugby sevens, the week before the Trichnam sevens. They're coming to Toulouse again. So all this is happening. So there's rugby of all codes, all sizes, but we can't get away from the fact that we've just had the most wonderful Six Nations weekend and we have the most amazing Six Nations weekend ahead of us.
1: So, yeah, like we were saying, we're so excited, you know, for for this weekend. And in terms of stats, actually, I found a few stats here. What do you think the average age is for the Irish team and well, the average age for the French team, as well, well as the selections?
0: <laughs> well, I think with Johnny Sexton, he's a bit of an outlier. He probably takes the average age up by about three years himself, which uh, I would... I, I, yeah, there's still quite a few youngsters in Ireland. I'd say it's about 30, 31, but probably wrong.
1: Yeah, 28, 20, but nearly 29 years old. Oh, OK. The hmm. amount of selection is about... It's nearly 40 selections
0: yeah so if You take out the Sexton effect, because there's no... I'm trying to think if there's an equivalent French player with over 100 selections, but Sexton is old and has over 100 selections. So actually, if, if him apart, the average age might be about 25-26 with about 25-26 selections. But he's he's a monster. He can't rule sexton out. He's part of the game.
1: <laughs> he wants to go for it. Still there, you know, like he was saying, you know, that's it's the, the green green giant I wouldn't say green giant, but it's the green is 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 the, the the power, one of the power behind that team. Yes, without a doubt. Like the, what are the
0: French stats then? The
1: French stats: the average age is 26 years old, which is not ah. surprising. Yeah, they are young and fit. Yeah. And yeah, ready to go. And and the selections, about nearly 24 selections. So you see, they've got they're a bit behind, but they've built. You know, they've been playing together for the last three years, and it, it shows. There is such a such a strength. Team spirit, look cohesion, they know each other very, very well. And yes, let's keep a finger crossed that's going to work. But yes, we all know that Ireland is, is favorite right now. So they have a. It's going to be a tough bottle for, for Les Bleus.
0: Yeah. Just talk, mentioning the French average age, I don't have the dates in front of me. I can't see the ticket in front of me. But about four or five years ago, I went to Bezier to watch the World Cup under 20s. Where mm-hmm. France beat England in the mm-hmm. final, a really exciting game. And I had already seen the likes of Dupont, Notamac, and actually one of the Brennans was in the team as well. Mm-hmm. So it is natural that if you have a World Cup under 20s team, three or four years later, your national team is going to be appearing quite youthful and strong and powerful. So that, 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 that explains why the, nat- the French national team is quite young. <laughs> So rugby friends, thinking ahead briefly to Le Crunch, we would like your ideas of where in London we can watch the Crunch if there is not a reasonable price ticket available for Twickenham. Reach out to us on the socials, please, and tell us what pubs, clubs, or wherever we should sit watching Le Crunch. And if you're really nice and welcome us, we can come along with a microphone and take your opinions during the match.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there are some places around Twickenham where you can enjoy Le Crunch, or some places in Kensington, maybe. Ton the the French Quarter in London. Yeah, if you can uh, send us your recommendation on Twitter, that would be great. So, rugby friends, I hope you enjoyed our quick summary, quick preview of the Six Nations game between Ireland against France. Can you be a good, good, good one? Phenomenal game!
0: I'm I'm so excited. Uh opening weekend was wonderful the uh, next weekend will just get even better I hope you enjoy your rugby it's great to talk about it again so from me, bonsoir
1: ok, au revoir oh. la pendule fait tic-tac-tic-tic les oiseaux du lac pic 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 glou-glou-glou
0: font tous les dindons. et la jolie cloche ding dang dong mais boum quand notre cœur fait beau avec lui dit boum et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.